Hey, Kyla Powers Radio Show here. Uh, I've been a little under the weather for the day or so, so not as many uh, entries as I usually do. But there's something I've been interested in for a while, and that is the pre-flood uh, world and after. And what kind of beings were on the earth? Before the flood, after the flood, who who's been here, and how long has it been going on? And I don't know how many people are familiar with the tree stumps that are just gigantuan, uh, so many times larger than our regular tree size, which might lead us to believe that mythological stories. Uh, and fables and tales like Jack and the Beanstalk. What if they were true? And they were giants living with smaller people. And we had a whole bunch of other things that possibly could have been going on. Uh, I'm going to be covering this over a couple of days and featuring some people. Uh, This guy is called Jay Dreamer. He's on YouTube, definitely very, very interesting. I like his style. And he's going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, I guess the topography of the land when we look at, you know, landscapes. And I don't mean Mount Rushmore, but when we look at certain structures and they look like faces, you know, these were they, are they possibly figures that lived and were petrified somehow? How did that happen? What went on? So I I think it's a really fascinating topic, and I hope you enjoy it. Of springs. If you turn this sideways, to me, it looks just like those mushrooms that grow on trees, on the sides of the trees, right? Um, I'm not saying they're all mushrooms. I'm not saying they're all any of this. And I'm not saying that this is the answer to anything, but I am saying, isn't it interesting? Because isn't it, isn't it a really interesting coincidence that these things just all happen to line up just like this? Now, people will try to say, you know, well, there's these giant plate rocks sticking up out of the ground where you live, daydreamers, because uh, wind and rain and erosion and tectonic plates. No, I don't buy that. There's something sticking up out of the ground because it used to be something. You know, this, you can look at it. You can just say, that's a mushroom. I know what a mushroom looks like. In the same way you can look at something like this, don't let the fact that there's people walking around underneath it bother you or change your mind about it. That's a mushroom. You know it's a mushroom. You know what a mushroom looks like. We're all very much aware. Now, here's something interesting. In Alice in Wonderland, the mushroom is also prevalent. And they say, if you eat one side, you'll grow taller. If you eat the other side, you'll grow smaller right? You'll shrink. So we have the concept of small beings and titanic beings and having something to do with the mushroom presented in Alice in Wonderland. Now, another thing that I thought about too was Super Mario Brothers, right? Why is it that the creators chose to have Mario, little tiny Mario, eat a mushroom and all of a sudden he grows to gigantic size, right? These are all 
truths and breadcrumbs that have fallen to us from this ancient world where everything was much bigger. It was wonderful. We were in wonder. We would be in wonder if we were back in that world today. It would seem like the avatar world to us. It would seem like wonderland to us. Um, it would be terrible. It would maybe be frightening to many people. But it would be fantastic. It would be a fantasy world, which it was. This is where we get our concept of fantasy from. It's very hard to just make up things out of thin air, to just make up gibberish. Um, all of the best fiction and fantasy books and movies stem from truth. They all come from truth, and that's why we like them so much, because there's something about it that's just eating away at us, where we say, man, there's, there's just something that feels um, truthful. There's something that feels realistic about what I'm seeing here. Um, but, oh, and another thing, like the Smurfs, right? The Smurfs are the little beings, and they live in the mushrooms. They live in and amongst mushrooms. The mushrooms were their houses. Gigantic mushrooms. Now, Gargum, Gargo, uh, Gargoyle, Gargamel, the Gorgon, the giant, the titan, he comes in and he wars with the Smurfs. And there's still these giant mushrooms everywhere. And um, it's just symbolic of the world that we once lived in. And uh, Gargo, uh, like I said, you know, has to do with the giants and stuff. And then El, at the end of Gargamel, right? El means God. It means mighty one, actually. It doesn't mean God, right? We have the, we have the whole concept of God wrong, but that's a different video, right? But the word God stems from the word El. And the word El stems from the word A-L or Al, Al, right? And that stems from two pictures. The letter A which is a picture of an ox, which means strong or strength. And then the L, which is a shepherd's staff, which conveys leadership. So it's strong leader. L, al, al, literally means strong leader. And the ilu, or the elu, the u, just is a hook. It means connected to or associated with. So ilu means of the L of the strong leaders, or the U is also a V based on pronunciation, or the Elva, that's why I call them the Elven race, the hard V is simply an F, Elf, that's where that comes from, but I've done lots of videos on the Elven race, feel free to check those out, this is, uh, let's get back into mud fossils, okay, so the ancient world was flooded over, it was destroyed, it was terraformed, and all of that mud washed away, and baked in the sun, and everything in the ancient world turned into stone. Now, as we as we go from revelation to revelation on this wonderful journey, let's try not to make the mistake of applying something we have learned so far to everything, right? So, for example, if I say the Titans turned into stone, I can't just go and say every everything I see that's stone is a Titan. Pardon me. Um, the whole world was turned into stone. The whole world was fossilized and petrified. That includes any type of technology that once existed. That includes gigantic seeds like this one right here. I think I think that's a seed. To me, these are seeds. And maybe they're the seeds to those giant trees. I don't know. Um, but it includes plants and animals and beings like this one right here. 
And it's, it applies to everything. So we have to use wisdom and caution before we're too quick to say, oh, that's what that is. Oh, it's, it, it's that. You know what I mean? Now, we, we let these things marinate. We let the truth marinate within us. It's good to take our time and to be patient. I know many of us are in a big, fat hurry because we're so excited, you know? And that's what makes us kind of like um, children. Because the human race is really a bunch of babies. We're, we're babies. We're like children, you know? We don't live for very long. So can, can you blame us for getting so excited whenever we, see, whenever we come across a revelation? Man, we want to share it with everyone. We want to declare it from the rooftops and say, Oh, I found the truth. But you'll always be finding the truth. The truth is a continual path. And we happen to be in a time where the truth, as we're picking up on it, is gaining in momentum. Like I said at the beginning of the video, people are starting to see these things all over the place. Look at that. That is a snakehead. I mean, okay, like I, let me take a dose of my own medicine. Let's not be too quick, but come on. It's not just a, a rock that was formed by mud and shaped by wind and rain. Give me a break. I threw that one in there just, just for fun because that does look like the prior image of the luck dragon turned into rock. And this is another image, you know, the giant trees, like I was talking about. Look at all the debris around it. It was cut. Something cut that. Look at that. What does that look like to you? You know, it, people would just look at it and go, wow, it, it looks just like a bird. You know, <laughs> let me take a picture. It looks just like a bird. I saw this rock that looks like a bird. There's so much more meaning to be found. Their implications are amazing, and it takes us into the world that we live in today. Uh, let me get back to, uh, man, this, the whole not being able to screen share through a wrench into my system. Let me see if I can redo the screen share real quick. So we're going to take a quick pause, intermission, if you will. I'm going to remove the screen share, and then I'm going to add it back on and see if that works. There we go, window capture. Let's do that. Hmm. Sorry guys, one second. Window capture. Ah, I found it. I might have found it. Maybe I didn't find it. don't seem to be finding it. Forgive me. Okay. Well, there's a setting on here somebody, somewhere. I had it on here. Uh, it's a little disappointing. So we might have to do a uh, touch on some other things another time. So this one's pretty interesting. I'll leave that up. Okay. So let me move on. Um, let's talk about the beings who are afraid of water. Man, I really want to screen share. No, you know what? All right. So, <laughs> I'm going to Google this real quick. Let's see here. Screen share. How did I do that? I fixed this earlier. Oh. I'll just be one second, everybody. I believe I have to go into these settings here. 
referenced. I really apologize. I thought I had this all set up. see if this works now. If it doesn't, we'll just move on. Sorry about that. You can go to the bathroom or grab it, some water. <laughs> okay, let's add it back on here. seem to be working okay so we won't do that sorry about that everybody okay so anyhow uh, I apologize so what we were going to talk about and I have examples of this which I'll have to show some other time because my screen sharing isn't working for some reason and uh, maybe somebody in the chat knows how to make the screen share work try to figure out how to make the screen share work. So last thing I want to talk about are the beings being afraid of water, the titans uh, being portrayed as being afraid of water, or the bad guy elves as being afraid of water. Um, now I have wonderful examples of this pulled up to share with everybody, so we'll have to use our imagination, okay? Um, some examples of this, have you ever seen the movie BFG, right? Big F giant, big friendly giant, I suppose, right? In the movie BFG, there's the one friendly giant, but then all of the other giants, which are really titans, okay? Um, these titans, they're just, they're indestructible, basically. And there's this scene where they're just, they're throwing around the little giant, who's the friendly giant, right? Who's really the, the god or the elf race um, depicted in the movie. The other ones are the titans, okay? The titans are just throwing around this, this big friendly giant or whatnot, and there's a really tiny human in there as well. But... Um, the, the big titan has a hold of BFG, and um, next thing you know, the, the friendly giant, he looks up at the sky, and there's thunder and lightning, and the other giants, it starts to rain, and they turn into little girls, like they turn into pansies, and they're like, ah, oh, it's raining, and they're all afraid of the rain, you know? Why would the producers choose, or the writers choose to put that in there, that the titans are afraid of water? And all throughout the movie, it's actually, it's, you know, there's the symbolism of the Titans being afraid of water for some reason. It's never really explained. Well, it makes sense to me that that's our subconscious telling us the Titans were drowned. They were washed away in the floodwaters of the great cataclysm that had befallen our realm not too long ago, okay? It's not really that long ago. But... The world was to be destroyed twice, once by water and once by fire. So the first time was the deluge or the flood, whenever the waters came in, the oceans were introduced. Now, it wasn't just the oceans, but according to the records, the waters came up, you know, to the heights where our mountains are today. 
which is why, by the way, the gods are always being depicted in these ancient cultures and mythical legends and things like that. The gods originate from the mountaintops. They come down from the mountaintops. They made a home on top of the mountains. Why would they do that? You know, Is it because they're pompous and they just want to be above everybody? They just want to be physically higher up than everyone? I don't think so. The gods were a part of this cataclysm where the floodwaters came in. Many of them knew that it was going to happen. So they went to the, the tallest mountains that had existed and they stayed there, right? Or whatever it was that was up there at the time, you know, whether it be dead titan bodies. Hey, your heart is a portal. Just use the super chat. Thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so anyhow... Um, the gods, they went up to the very top to escape the floodwaters. They knew what was coming. And so when the waters receded, the gods slowly but surely made their way down from those mountains. Whether it be Mount Hermon or Mount Hermon, Mount Olympus, or the various other mountains where the gods descended all around the world, right? It just makes sense that that's what happened. At least it makes sense to me. So... Uh, in BFG, the Titans are shown as being afraid of water. Probably because they were drowned in the oceans. And it's interesting, at the end of the movie, they're actually thrown into the ocean as well. And uh, another one was... Uh, oh, another one before I forget is Moana, right? There are There's a Titan in Moana named uh, Taka, right? Taka just happens to be made out of rock... Right or Laba, and Taka can't touch the water. Taka in the movie Moana is afraid of the water, like it can't go in the water, it doesn't want to go in the water because the water hurts it. Now, speaking of uh, the water hurting things or being afraid of things, traditionally in the movie Friday the 13th, uh, Jason, who's the bad guy, he's also afraid of water because he drowned when he was younger. Um, the witch in the Wizard of Oz. You know, they throw water on her. A bucket of water, you know? You would think that she would make sure there was no water anywhere. But anyway, they throw water on her and she starts melting. There's that famous scene, right? Now, the witch just happens to be emerald green, right? And she has this big, long, pointy nose, right? <laughs> These are certain characteristics of particular races that once existed. Like the elven race, maybe, right? But she's green, which I did a whole video on why the emerald green color is associated with the ancient gods or the el or the elven race, the elves, right? When you think of elves, you think of green uh, for no good reason whatsoever, really. But I have my reasons for that. So the witch, she's afraid of water. How about the movie Signs with uh, Mel Gibson? Have you seen that? Well, in the movie Signs, there's an alien or an el eon which is really what that is it's it's um it's mine of the gods right it's hard to explain you'll have to watch my uh, secret of the elves video for a full breakdown but this alien who basically represents um the elven race he has water spilled on him and of all things that could kill this invading alien race, the water spills and it like starts dissolving his skin, right? So the aliens in that movie, they, they die by water. They're afraid of water. The water can't touch them. Um, another one is in um, Gremlins, right? Magwai or Gizmo. 
Um, you can't put water on him. Otherwise, he turns evil and bad and multiplies and he could possibly die. So anyhow, those are some examples of how these things survive our collective subconscious. We remember them, right? It's, it's contained within our DNA. Um, they call it junk DNA, but it's also contained even more importantly within our spirit memory. For those of us who reincarnate and we continuously come back here, right? We've, we've, we've been there. We've been in, in those places. We've been in that fantastic world. We were involved in those wars and those fights. And we knew how to, how to use magic. And it was a normal thing in our world. You know, most people when they talk about reincarnation, they talk about like, I was a cowboy in my past life. Or I was a medieval princess or whatnot. Okay. Personally, I don't have those soul memories. I remember something that's altogether fantastic compared to the world after the cataclysm. Okay? Um, not to say that I don't have sporadic memories or whatnot. Um, but let me wrap everything up here. Let's wrap some things up. The world was a garden paradise. Okay? The world had titans, which were the gods of old, like this guy. Right? And the titans shaped the world. The titans may have had something to do with the creation of the god race. Because they're known as the fathers of the gods. Or the El, the Elohim, the elven race, the Al, the Alfs, the, the elves, the Allah, the whatever you want to call them. They're the strong or mighty leaders of old. They ended up warring with one another. The gods destroyed the beauty that was once our fantastic world. In order to defeat those gods or the titans, the El race devised horrific weapons to take them out and eventually decided to go ahead and destroy everything in a gigantic flood that brought about our oceans that we have today. Now, those floodwaters had all of the mud rolling around in it. The mud was covering everything, keeping things from oxidizing or having oxygen in it or whatnot, and petrifying it, turning it into stone. Don't let mainstream science fool you. They, they want you to think that, you know, um, it takes millions of years to turn something into stone or, you know, only certain things can be turned into stone. Petrification is a very easy process if you know, if you understand how it works. And it can be applied to anything. So, the ancient world turned into stone. It was covered in mud, it solidified, it densified, and all of those minerals that are mixed up in that mixture of the ocean water and the debris from the terraformed world, those minerals made their ways into the pores of the bodies and into the plants and into the technology and everything. And when the floodwaters receded, that what we call the sun or the skylight in our realm baked everything and solidified it even more, making the process permanent. And today we have wonderful pictures in our world, wonderful images, statues, basically, all over the place that we cannot explain their existence. Why do they look so strange? Why do they look so out of place? Mainstream science can't explain it. This mud fossil theory explains it perfectly. And our world is full of things like these whales, right? Those are gigantic rocks, but look at them. They look just like whales. I mean, they may not be whales. This might not be a bird. But 
it, these things are not what we've been told. It's not just rocks. I mean, look at that thing. I don't know if that's a giant brain, but what I can tell you is it has no, no natural place to be there in that field. Look at this guy. This looks exactly like the Titans or the Fallen Angels on, uh, on the movie Noah. If you've ever seen the movie Noah, the recreation of the flood story, those, those fallen angels, they're rock. They're made out of rock. Gee, why are they made out of rock? Oh, I don't know. You know, the rock biter. Uh, let's go ahead and check out this. Uh, well, I'll show you the rest of the movies here a little towards the end because those were some cool clips that I found, especially the clip from the movie uh, called Altered States. And it actually shows people turning into rock, and it looks like they end up becoming sort of like mountain-looking in the end. And it's got this awesome mushroom light coming out of the back. Anyhow, our world was petrified. It was turned into stone, it was turned into rock, and this perfectly explains the world that we see around us today. It explains perfectly all the strange and out-of-place rock formations that we see around us. Um, where science fails, mythology, legends, cultures, religions, all of these stories that have been passed on to us, and that's why we do this, by the way. That's why we come up with... Um, fiction novels and movies that are fantasy and story form because we don't live for that long humans have a very short lifespan so we've developed a way which according to legend was actually taught and commanded to us by the gods who were immortal compared to us <coughs> they told us pass these things down in story form the stories will live on myths are not fiction Myths are not lies. Myths are truth told in story form. And for those who have the ears to hear, we will, we will glean the truth from these things. And if we do that, it's my belief that we'll be able to look at the world around us and we'll be able to understand and piece together our ancient past. It will give us identity. It will give us purpose and understanding of how we came to be where we are today. And why the world looks and is ran the way that it is today. It's because some of those elven race survived and they went underground and they became dark elves and they control our world today. That's a whole different video, which I have touched on in some other videos. Um, but it helps us to, it gives us meaning for our existence. It gives us purpose. Instead of living in loops and, and not having any purpose except for to just collect things until we die, to go make money to just give it away, you know, it gives our lives actual meaning and purpose as to why we are here, who we are, what is the meaning of life. All of these important age-old questions I've found the answers to in unraveling our esoteric past, that which has been hidden from us. But it can't be hidden for much longer <clears throat> because we're piecing it back together. Now, it's important to bring us to the present and it's important because once we're brought back to the present, because not many of us are actually living in the present, right? We just live in the moment. To live in the present means you understand the past, right? It gives you meaning of how you got to where you are. Once you understand how you arrived at the present moment, now you can understand and have purpose in moving forward. You can shape the future. You can dictate and you can create and you can make things happen in a time that is yet to come. And if we'd like to, we can recreate 
the ancient world. We can make a garden paradise. We can return to the world as it once was. I've had people leave comments and they say, you know, that world's destroyed. I, I like your positive attitude, Jay Dreamers, but uh, there's no going back to that world. It's gone. No, it's not. I'm a firm believer that we are creators, that we are involved in a wonderful and interesting story that we can take the reins and take control of in order to shape our future and not just our future and the possibilities of what could happen, but the physical world around us. All of these things you see here are the result of things that had happened before. They're the result of, of beings and life that understood what it was and, and contributed to the realm itself. And they left behind their markers. What are we going to do? We can also leave behind our markers. We can help to shape and to make things better. The world has been destroyed. Out of destruction and chaos comes growth and beauty. That's just the natural way of things. Thanks for watching tonight. Um, just a heads up. Next week, I'll be in Denver International Airport. And uh, I might have ODD there with me. We'll see if he'll want to tag along. But we're going to do a whole video there at DIA. I'm going to try to find all the interesting and strange things, including the mural and the demon horse and all that stuff. I believe they actually have a gargoyle there too, if I'm not mistaken. But I'll be in Denver. So I hope you go and that you subscribe to this wonderful YouTuber. There's so many people doing such, such excellent work out here. Uh, and there's so much that we have yet to understand in figuring out how it was that we got to where we got. And we have this uncanny habit now of, you know, once the moment has passed, we are very um, complacent with tradition and what we've been told. And we just have such fantastic technology now. And we've, we've always had deduction. And as we enter the age of Aquarius, there are some of us that have that. It's either a spiritual mem memory or it's somewhere in the DNA. Um, there are definitely two types of memory, I believe this, and we'll be covering that in a future show. But some of us, when we see these films or we read these books, there's a truth that resonates to us. Why? Because we were here before. And this is exactly how things were. So inside of us, there's something that we know that, wow, that's true. You know? So how much more do we have yet to remember and to discover about ourselves, which can maybe instruct us on how to be mindful of our, our future conduct and what our human beings are capable of in terms of how we can live and how we want to live in the future. So I'm going to be covering this, uh, lest anyone think that what I'm doing is random. The whole point, the reason why I have this show is so that we can heal our psyches. The human being has been traumatized. We've been traumatized by these 
cataclysmic events. We've been specifically uh, going through things by forces, I'm going to call it that, or entities that have been on this planet a long time. And it is time for us to return to ourselves and know who we are and understand our heritage and uh, to be able to preserve the earth. And if we need to take a stand to protect the earth, the beings and the all the creatures on it, then so be it. So until next time, Kyla Powers Radio, more to come.